Hello, hello, y'all. Afro-Ashe in the building. Grand rising, grand rising, grand rising. Afro-Ashe, the legend, coming to you live with Trilogy Whiskey for Raw. Hello, hello. Yes. Yes, y'all, it is Afro-Ashe. Pronouns they, them, theirs. Queen, goddess, and empress. All right, y'all, we're going to take a deep, deep dive into things today. But before we get to that, I want to gift y'all with a little present. Some spoken word by yours truly. This piece is titled, It Was Days Like This I Began to Remember. So, y'all, I advise you to get your hearts ready, tissues near, and have your ears open, okay? Because it's about to get real deep, okay? <sighs> Let's get started. It was days like this I begin to remember. It was days like this I begin to remember. Did I ever really know the true meaning of the word happy? Talk about an emotion we're unfamiliar with. Not knowing what road lie before them, success or depressed. One, I guess, because it's time to undress the mask we put on every day. Sometimes I wish I was faced with challenges that felt more like tussles and less like tsunamis. In the midst of this, we seem to forget that life ain't easy to the innocent. In its eyes, we're all fair game. So who are we to be ashamed of being man to a society that only cares about the opinions of the more fortunate? And with that, I still carry doubt about my mind and body. Never taking pictures below the collarbone. Still afraid of being seen. I don't want to be ravished by the eyes of the penis. In my heart, they're too accustomed to doing what they want. And with that, I still blame them for my shortcomings. In professional settings, I dress in fake smiles, projecting a submissive, tender nature that can never harm an insect. But if you inspect closely enough, you will see that my heart has burned the U.S. down a million times with no regrets. Yes, I feel revenge is the only cure to the rage that pumps through my body. A rage coded in unforgiveness, waiting to set up graveyards. It was days like this I began to remember. The little chocolate chip girl with braided clips, plaits, and ponytails who ventured into darkness thinking it was safe because her body shone a bright ebony. Just to discover that hurt and tragedy waited on the other side of the door. Predators coming in the form of family, friends, and acquaintances. I still feel uncomfortable when men are transparent about their lust for me. Triggered, I automatically regress into control. Displeased and turned off, now I'm wishing the earth never bred men that maybe it'd do better not to have little boys that turn to men. That the Y chromosome go extinct or that the X be put on a different planet. And weirdly enough, even feeling so, I still love them. It was days like this I begin to remember. That I gave my all, my heart, my light to a man who wasn't ready. So pushed to a corner, he abused and hurt me to boost his ego. With the manipulation game so strong, it was like breathing oxygen. Not to mention my unborn child that I flushed down the toilet. Not being able to give them a name. 
I still feel ingrained in their life though, even though they were never given a chance to breathe. Lately, the weight of feelings has become unbearable. I catch myself growing less close to people I feel I have to be emotionally invested in. Only being so nice or so caring to what they have going on, so they won't mistake me for their therapist. It was days like this I began to remember. I am not allergic to tears like the aquagenic urticaria. My eyes and the tears that fall from them are like rain moving flint clouds. I still haven't found a jar to catch them in. Maybe I'm disappointed that I'm surrounded by brown and black folks whose happiness is only rendered by their proximity to whiteness. Not to mention our education is solely based on a race who organically didn't like diversity and was only able to establish generational wealth through torture and eradication, not intelligence but savageness. So who are we truly who are we truly idolizing? If not broken children with an inherent inferiority complex to everything on the planet. So what are we human for? If feeling like yourself means that you're scared all of the time and uncertain 70% of the time. I love math, but that shit does not add up. Feelings are a part of the frequency and flow of man. But a lot of the times I wish I had just been born the wind. It was days like this I began to remember. I hope y'all like that peace I hope y'all like that peace yes y'all we touched on a lot of things with that poem just some food for thought for your brains your little cerebral you know what I'm saying your cortex you heard alright y'all <laughs> episode 2 a trilogy with the pharaoh alright y'all I actually wanted to talk to you guys about black empowerment and white privilege Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. You guys have probably been hearing about black empowerment and white privilege like more than ever these past couple of months because, you know, this year didn't just bring corona, it brought a revolution, excuse me, into the mix. And, you know, as if, oh, actually, maybe you guys don't know, I am black. I am pro black, pro LGBTQ feminist and pro 420 just in case y'all did not know now that it's been addressed so let's dig deep today all right y'all let's get to it black empowerment and white privilege so white privilege is is defined as an inherited advantage possessed by a white person on the basis of their race in society characterized by racial inequality white privilege y'all i feel sad for anyone who's listening who doesn't believe that there's privilege in color and there's privilege in race y'all white privilege is a thing (laughs) white privilege exists it doesn't just exist in the u.s but since we are in the u.s right now let's keep it u.s based y'all i don't like seeing white privilege and i see it every day I see it every day in all aspects of my life. I see it every day on the news. I see it every day when I go outside, go to Pick and Save or go to Ross. I see it even when I walk in 
walk into my house. White privilege is a sickening little thing that exists. And like I mentioned in my poem, it was brought about by eradication and savagery by the colonizers. And yes, on this channel, as you tune in, you will hear me refer to white people a lot of times as the colonizers. And if you aren't a colonizer, you shouldn't be offended. So just know that. <laughs> Alright. Um, white privilege. White privilege was made by the colonizers to assure that their life and the life of their children's children and their children's children for however many centuries or generations that be, they had it easy in American society. And for the most part, they were successful. For a couple centuries, they were a little successful. But now we're getting to a point, now with all this technology, all these cameras, where now people are being, now people are being more aware and are growing more aware of white privilege. And non-white people, or black people specifically, are doing the work I feel, and some white allies as well, and some other non-black folks and non-white folks are actually also doing the work. Um, shout out to Public Allies, MKE. You guys are doing phenomenal. Class of 2020, you know, you heard the class of the best class of Public Allies thus far. Um, I bless Class 2021 coming in, and we're not going to get too deep into that. Just a shout out to them and anybody who's curious to know what Public Allies is, go on their website and definitely do the work. The work of public allies is to spread um, and build diverse, a just and equitable society with diversity and inclusion and build systems and resources to sustain that. So that is the work that they are doing and it is phenomenal. So with that, so what that translates for me was that we have to combat this white privileged society that we have the society that says when white people kill black people, they get a slap on the wrist and they get um, less than a year of jail time. And then when black people commit any sort of crime, they're serving, they're served evidently a prison sentence. So we need to shift that like ASAP. I'm tired, y'all. As a black person, I'm tired of seeing my fellow brethren and sisters and people on t-shirts on white t-shirts i'm tired of fearing for myself and my family and my cousins just because the society that we live in is hell bent on white people being on top even though they need the rest of the people in this world the minority the marginalized and the oppressed to actually make income or make a living and However, they don't want us to be on par. They still want us to be beneath them. As if they didn't just come here taking a land that didn't belong to them. A land that, although did not belong to people who were, like, I would say, selling goods and stuff. This, this land was already inhabited by folks who had a system and a culture and a people and a life in place and now we're in today's society where colonizers are calling people that aren't american born or american heritage immigrants when they came to a land that they didn't own and immigrated here 
and we're making a big deal out of immigration, out of color. When they came on this land, the people inhabited it were more closely associated with my color than theirs, but we have a problem with color and intelligence. When they took people from a whole different continent and enslaved them and brought them here because they weren't smart enough to irrigate and plant and do the agricultural things here because it wasn't their land and they didn't have the knowledge or the background on how to do that here so it's just a lot I feel like the colonizers are very 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 manipulative and confusing especially now that they know that we see them and there's there's work to be done with that a lot of work one of the things that I feel that definitely should be done is eradicating this just this justice system because the justice system is still inhabiting racist colonizers and with a justice system that still has people who view people who are non-white as a problem, as a threat, or as animals, or as as three-fifths of a human, then I wouldn't want that justice system to be present. Um, It needs to be started all over. We need to press the restart button, y'all, because this, how can we have an equitable society with people who didn't create the laws for equity and let's talk about equity and equality and the difference between the two the reason why folks are fighting for equity and not equality because no one's trying to be equal to the colonizer the colonizer doesn't play fair (laughs) and it shows like like just put that out there colonizer doesn't play fair we're not trying to be scheming like the colonizers we're not trying to brainwash kids in schools we're not trying to segregate um knowledge based on color which is what they've been doing for centuries we're not trying to deprive a certain group of people of the things which again they have been doing for centuries we're not trying to experiment on marginalized and oppressed people because we feel that we are an inferior race to folks they have been doing that for centuries so it's like no one wants to be equal to the white man or the white woman or the white person period um, we're fighting for equity. We're fighting for separate but equal. Where that sounds like segregation to y'all, I mean, I guess in essence that's what it is. I don't know. But separate but equal. In order to make American society today work, in my opinion, we have to have a separate but equal system set up for each and every nationality, community in this country. We cannot function with white officers being in all 50 states, <laughs> okay, um, trying to establish order, like, with people and with the culture of people that they are not well-roused and educated on, have no background on, no information on, and they're being put in these communities and societies to protect and serve, watch kill and treat us like savage animals y'all I have bounced from living in 
an urban area and living in a suburban area and living in a suburban rural area. The difference between all those areas is that in the suburbs, I rarely see police. I rarely hear police like sirens go off. In the urban areas, the hooded areas, or the more populated areas, where my people, black people, brown people, are at, the police are there, like, on every corner. That there's not a block I could walk where I just don't see police. And that says something to me. That says that they view us as animals. When I lived in New York, I saw police every time I went two blocks. They were just parked up on the corners watching. It was always a white police officer. A white police officer in a predominantly black area. It just spelt history class. These slave catchers, these enslaved catchers. Because that's what the fuck police were. Police, if you look at your history and you check your facts... Police were created to catch and enslave folks, especially folks who had ran away from Massa. Let that sit, y'all. Let that sit. Why would we want a force whose occupation was built around slavery and enslaving brown and black people to be predominant today? with brown and black people when it's very evident that they cannot treat us and handle us with any rationale or sense why is it that we why is it that we should even put trust in what they're doing if they're not even well roused as to why they even have an occupation And that's on purpose. They're purposely not taught why why people don't trust them and what's the history of their job. So that they can walk on these streets ignorant and stupid and be like, well, I'm a police officer. I'm here to protect you. I came to the force to protect people. Wow, well. You came to the force that is going to condition you to believe that suburban areas are going to be petty crimes at most theft at rare occasions a murder um probably grand probably um hit and runs like auto incidents and all those things that's what you're taught in the suburban area when you get to the urban area where it's mostly populated with brown and black folks. I have never been to an urban area where the populace was like 60% white people, 40% colored people. I've never, and if there is such a place, please educate me, y'all. I am willing and happily able to be educated. Um, But I don't know such a place. And what that says to me is that when cops are in those areas, they're taught to get violent, get shoot, shoot, kill, and just handle us in a way that speaks to enslavement. And again, the question is, why do we trust them? Why should we trust them? 
who are the police really protecting and serving? That's a question everybody needs to think about. This is something that is highlighted in Just Mercy and a, and a lot of other black films. I, feel, I personally picked Just Mercy just because it seems as though when people, especially white people, watch Just Mercy, they get their privilege. They get that the police are not on black people's side. They get the justice system, they get the justice system is inequitable. And they get to see into the lens of what it feels like to be black in America. They can never experience it because obviously they're white. <laughs> okay, you're obviously white. Alright, um But they get to see in our lenses a little bit. And I don't know what it is with that movie, but people seem to open up their eyes. So if you haven't seen Just Mercy yet, highly advise you guys to get that video, that clip, that DVD. I don't know where it's at. Go on, you know, Rotten Tomato, Voodoo, somewhere, and just watch it if you haven't. And that will answer some of the things or some of the things that I feel around just the justice in America, period. So, black empowerment. So, y'all, empowerment, black empowerment. There's a lot of technical terms to do with economics when it comes to the term black empowerment, but I define black empowerment as the upliftment of the black community, the people, through celebration, through acknowledgement of what we've endured throughout history, um, acknowledgement of the fact that we do start a lot of this culture, especially the entertainment business, just all around. Um, yeah, black empowerment. And I feel black empowerment is very important and it's very much so highlighted around this time or at this time, um, just because of all that is going on with police brutality and black people there is definitely a difference between the white and black experience and now that we are in it let's talk about the white and black experience as far as policing goes like I told you about the suburban and urban areas now we're going to speak to color y'all it is very understood that whites are taught a different narrative of approaching the police and black people. When I was in middle school, all my little white friends told me that their moms and dads told them that the police had them fucked up, that they should argue with the police and exercise their rights and let them know that, you know, who their daddy is or who their mommy is and that, you know, that it's going to be problems if they raise up to them. Y'all, the narrative for black people is 360 degrees different. Black people, such as myself, my brothers, my family members, are taught to plead the fifth <laughs> with these cops. Are taught to keep our mouths shut because it is just shown that with us, I don't know what it is about these 12s, what it is about these pigs and these blues, that when we open our mouths, it seems to land us in a casket. It seems to land us in an incinerator and putting in an urn to be dashed away into some ocean as ashes. 
it always turns out to be death for us death or an obscene sentence for petty crimes and petty shit so when we talk about the difference between white and black know that there is a difference know that the difference does go beyond what it looks people especially white people don't like to talk about colorism and don't like to talk about racism and they always had it they always seem to have a hard time talking about racism and for white people that is centered around their history and their well and they should be well roused and educated about the history of their little ancestors their little colonizing aggressive disrespectful um terrifying little ancestors that came up in here shaking a lot of stuff up and that is like the main reason why in my heart they're uncomfortable talking with about race and that's why they're very irritated agitated and bothered when black people and even non-black people my brown people and anybody for that matter talks about race because they know that that is a topic they are either ill-educated in that that white people are either ill-educated in or they don't feel comfortable talking about whereas black people when we stop feeding into the whitewashed education that let us serve to children of the youth in urban areas, which is that Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and he discovered America and he was this great man that helped these people who were being persecuted and all the way on the eastern side of the world and helped them find liberation on this side of the world and they came here and started making nice with the natives here but somewhere along the line the natives were not messing with him and he thought like if there's no negotiating with them we're gonna get other people to come and help us so we went to africa asking for help let's whitewash the little story about history y'all i'm not going any further than what i just narrated but this whitewashed little narrative about history (laughs) okay um I'm so thankful to be alive in the times that we are now because we all know that narrative is trash. I didn't even take down all the Christopher Columbus statues. I didn't even take down all the presidential statues. I'm talking about even Abraham because we all know he did not... um, What was I going to say? Make the Emancipation Proclamation because he just was like, I'm tired of this racism. No, we know Abraham. <laughs> we know Abraham had people enslaved up in his quarters. But anyway, we need to take care of all those presidential statues of all those people who helped in the harming of people who are non-white. All of it. All of it needs to be taken down. We need to have the education system actually educating people on what is actually our history our history american the american the true american history the true american history the american history about blacks being brought here against their will and whites and whites being the savages that they are and that we need the media to start portraying who's really who is really the problem in our society today versus 
what they want the problem to be. The media has always projected that they want the problem to be people who are non-white. Always promoting, oh, don't smoke, don't do this, don't yell, don't scream, don't be loud. Just be this way, just be that way. Don't be like the black person. Always portraying black people as ghetto, ratchet, uncivilized, wild savages. And always portray white people as these calm, serene. If they're not calm and serene, these either very intelligent, very powerful people on TV. And everybody else who is portrayed as powerful or is portrayed anywhere near good um, in the eyes of white America has to be some sort of drug dealer or high illegal official. Y'all, that is just tiring. That is so tiring. Every time they think they're uplifting us, they're making us like drug lords and top gang members and gangbangers. That's not all we encompass. But that's what white America sees. <laughs> like, majority of the time we look at black people. We need to change our education system. We need to. Y'all, I have bounced from public to private schools. And let me tell you, how y'all are doing kids in public schools is not right. The public schools have an outdated education system. I don't even know how outdated that system is, but that system is outdated. For the time I was bouncing from public and private school, every time I went to private school, I was learning about taxes, learning how to sign checks. I took language art classes. I took four or five language art classes in sixth grade when I went to Lindenhurst Middle School in Long Island. I was learning about the the history of cursive. I was learning about um, Latin, the origin the, the origin of the Latin language. Like what we covered in private school, they don't gift the kids in public school. When I went to public school, in between my grade school years and high school years every time I went back to a public school I was learning about math English science of some sort of nature lame PE they really didn't require you to really do anything and some elective that corresponded with foreign language or some sort of AP class to advance on the things that are already taught in class, but just, I guess, in advance. Um, elective classes consisted of college classes or what's it called, CP classes. And that's it. In public schools, they're, like, from my knowledge, especially being in New York school systems and being in, like, schools in, like, Texas and, like, California, like, public schools don't teach you about taxes private schools do whenever I went to a private school I was being taught something way way different when I'm talking I'm like I'm talking about outside 
of mathematics. I'm talking about outside of English. I'm talking about outside of science. Like, the elective or the extra classes were geared towards things that would actually help you and affect you in your actual daily life. In public schools, we don't have that. What we're being taught in there is boo-boo. It's like they took what was given to us first grade and gave us a couple more pages to expand on in high school like that is just so lame y'all like we have to change the school system y'all we have to and the school system is purposely set up that way because again white america does not want anyone outside of white america to be just as intelligent as them or to have access to the things like them so that's why private schools are created you have to pay for the extra education that people need in order to have the things that will benefit them in the long run. Like, y'all, I learned budgeting class. I had a budgeting class when I went to private school in high school. And then when I exchanged to a different school in my high school year, they put me in Spanish. And then because Spanish was one of the few electives in art class, which wasn't really even art class. That was almost as if it was a free class. Like, those were the only things that were offered. CP classes, college prep classes. Like, y'all, there is a whole, like, gap between what America wants brown and blacks to have access to as opposed to their white counterparts, I know I've been saying it a lot, but repetition is a mother, father, brother, sister of the things. Like, if that doesn't reek white privilege, racism, and, and inequity, what the hell else does? Like, what else does, y'all? Please tell me. What else does? I'm letting that sit for a moment. I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about being anti-police. Y'all, I support police abolishment. As I said before, I support police abolishment. I support the abolishment of the justice system, period. Because as I highlighted prior, that the justice system is only protecting and serving the people who look like them. They are killing and incarcerating the people who look like me. And with that, it needs to be abolished, incinerated, cast onto the fire. We don't need a system like that governing our country. It's only doing harm and it's flawed. It's flawed. It's really beyond flawed. It's broken. It's broken. The system is broken. We don't need a broken system. The system is trash. Throw it in the garbage. Hello? And we can start all over, y'all. America just don't want to. White America specifically just don't want to. That means giving up their privilege. That means being the. That means them being marginalized and possibly filling all the fields that the people who have been marginalized and oppressed for centuries they would have to feel and experience that because they are no longer on top.
white america ain't ready but guess what we 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 don't wait for white america anymore we don't wait for y'all no more this this movement is happening regardless of it's not as much of a hype as it was last month it is happening and it's happening because of racism and america's flawed system something has to be done and it's to that point why I do support people rioting, protesting, and coming up with any ways to make white America hear us. Because everyone should know and understand that black people being quiet and living in white peace, following what white people want to do and what they want to say and how we should approach things, never works out in our favor. It shows in the history receipts, the past, present, and soon-to-be future receipts is going to show and we're tired of waiting for y'all yes america should be burned down to the ground (laughs) it should be burned down to the ground because it needs to to restart it needs to be built right back up again with the right people in power the right people not the white people so like period point blank i'm for anti-police i'm for um anything that helps my people anything that helps anyone who's oppressed and marginalized in this world and what that means is that we may have to go into another civil war in the rare to near future or we may have another uprising it's really up for it's really up to America to choose because if we do the work now which is taking these racist little colonizers out of power and put people who are who are non-biased in certain in certain communities that are predominantly whatever ethnicity or race it is putting people who are of the ethnicity and race that's predominantly in that community to deal with their own community as opposed to having white people manage and run everything as they've been doing for centuries will be a part of the solution because then we'd have to after that's taken care of then we would get into education then we would get into health and wellness then we could get into um economics then we can get into all the other factors that that play a part in people being marginalized and oppressed so yeah those are some of the things white privilege and black empowerment the discrepancies between what's going on in the white world what's going on in the non-white world so y'all that's all i have for you today that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys are having a wonderful and blessed day. Um, I hope you guys like this segment. It was a little bit, it was a little bit chopped in between. I wanted to address all the things the best I know possible, but this is only episode two. Hope you guys liked it, and you guys have a wonderful, blessed, and great day. Ashe.